Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about amnesia. It's an intriguing world of memory, or rather, the lack of it. Hmm. Makes me think of soap operas and dramatic movie scenes. Oh, absolutely. But Kevin, how realistic are those portrayals that we see in Hollywood compared to real-life amnesia? Great question. So the short answer is, it's not very realistic. In movies, characters with amnesia often forget their identities entirely, but remember everything once they get, you know, like a bump on their head. While real-life amnesia is far more complex and rarely involves total identity loss. The person usually retains their sense of self, but might struggle to remember recent events or even form new memories. That's a good point. Why is it that when people get amnesia, they do not forget everything? Why do people with amnesia not forget, say, their primary language, for example? Oh, well, to that second question specifically, it's because language and memory are stored in different parts of the brain. So that's why sometimes the brain damage can leave you unable to speak without affecting your memory. While other things unaffected by amnesia are things like muscle memory and learn skills that don't really require memorization like critical thinking and empathy. But back to your original question about why people don't forget everything, we should probably explain that there are two types of amnesia first, one called retrograde and another called anterograde. Ah, yes. Can you explain the difference? Maybe start with retrograde. Absolutely. That one's fairly simple to explain. Retrograde amnesia is when you can't remember things that happened before an event. Usually it's a traumatic event or injury. On the other hand, anterograde amnesia is when you can't create new memories after an event. So anterograde Amnesia is commonly associated with damage to the hippocampus, a brain region involved in forming new memories. It's the type of amnesia that was famously portrayed in that movie, Memento. Ah, yes, I remember that movie. Now, can we talk a bit about the causes of amnesia? And also, can amnesia be temporary or is it always permanent? Amnesia can be caused by a whole variety of things. Most people think about a physical brain injury or trauma, But there are lots of other causes too, like uh, a stroke, uh, alcohol abuse, and certain diseases, especially like Alzheimer's. So in some cases, amnesia can be temporary. Specifically, there's something called transient global amnesia, which is this like sudden, very temporary episode of memory loss that can't be attributed to a more common neurological condition like an epilepsy or a stroke. How about stress? Can extreme stress or psychological trauma lead to memory loss as well? Uh, Yes, actually. Uh, And this also has a specific name. So that one's known as psychogenic or dissociative amnesia. It can occur, like you said, after a stressful or traumatic event, such as like a war or abuse, uh, accidents, or even disasters. In these cases, memory loss is this psychological response to trauma rather than a direct result of physical, Im- physical damage to the brain. And individuals with this type of amnesia might forget information about themselves or events and people in their life, uh, particularly the you know, traumatic events. This brings us to a more controversial topic, but one which we've heard a couple times from listeners, which is, is it possible for someone to fake amnesia? And if so, how would you determine whether a person's amnesia is real or not? 
Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's quite a contentious topic indeed. So, you know, it is technically possible for someone to feign amnesia. This is called uh, malingering. However, determining if someone's amnesia is real can be quite a complex process involving everything from psychological evaluations to neuroimaging tests of the brain. If someone has amnesia, what can be done to treat or manage amnesia? How effective are our current treatments? So unfortunately, there isn't a cure for amnesia, but some treatments can help manage the condition. These might include things like cognitive therapy or medications for underlying conditions like Alzheimer's disease. The effectiveness of these treatments can vary greatly depending on the cause and severity of the amnesia. I see. Well, we should end on a positive note. And one thing that is worth noting here is how resilient the human brain can be when it comes to amnesia and how people have overcome it. Uh, so can we end on one of those positive notes? Sure, that's, that is right. Uh, we are quite resilient and so are our brains. So even in cases of very severe amnesia, people can still learn new skills, which is a phenomenon known as procedural memory. There was this jazz guitarist, uh, Pat Martino, who suffered a near-fatal seizure in 1980, which left him with amnesia. He basically had no recollection or knowledge of how to play the guitar. But he actually relearned how to play the guitar and resumed his performing and recording career in 1987, all the way up until his death in 2021. Wow, that's pretty inspiring. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you've got suggestions for us. And if you are a regular listener of this podcast, please do take the time to leave us a rating and a review because it helps other listeners to find this podcast. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>